The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle. After the dust settles on the old Oaken Bucket game, IU fell 30-16 to to Purdue, which clinched Purdue the Big Ten West. Um, we had also ended IU season at 4-8, and 2-7 and seven in the Big Ten. Uh, we'll talk about the season as a whole later uh, in the offseason. Probably next week we'll try and get Andy Graham, Matt Weaver, uh, and some of us to do a, a big after the dust settle sh- uh, show. Then this is strictly uh, going to be about the, the bucket game. Alex, I thought, you know, the bucket game couldn't start any better for IU. They held Purdue to a field goal on a drive that man, it looked like Purdue was going to go off right off the bat and score a touchdown. IU comes back two plays on their first drive. Jalen Lucas takes it down the sideline on a, a really nice play call on that option option pitch from Dexter Williams. They get the ball back. They're driving. Uh, ball, I think, was at the 25. Dexter Williams rolls out to his left, tries to make a cut, goes down in a lot of pain, gets carted off, and, and you know, IU misses a field goal from there. We'll talk about special teams as well. Uh, but that Dexter Williams injury, kind of like the Micah McFadden ejection against Cincinnati just took the air out of the balloon out of the stadium and uh, you put in Connor Basilak which I know uh, doesn't make sense to you uh, it doesn't really make sense to me guy's been checked out for a couple weeks uh, and, and things like that um, and, and I'd feel a lot better losing with Soresby than uh, with Connor Basilak but the game totally changed on there IU takes a uh, 7-3 lead into halftime. Purdue scores. I, I know you said in our group chat, it seemed like the first team to 10 was going to win. Uh, if Purdue got the 10, uh, it was game over, and that basically was all she wrote. Uh, to me, I thought the game came down to, to red zone uh, efficiency, and outside of the touchdown at the buzzer from IU, IU was uh, one for three with three points. So they were two for four with nine points in the red zone, if uh, Charles Campbell kicks a couple field goals, or even if IU scores touchdowns, it's a whole new ball game. I think just if Dexter Williams in there, I, I really think IU wins that game. I think you go down and score a touchdown on that drive, uh, and, and um, running the ball, you, you keep the ball out of Purdue's offensive hands uh, as much as possible, and they win. What were your takes away takeaways from yesterday? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is they were super shorthanded, especially on defense. And then obviously the unfortunate injury to to Dex changes the whole kind of game plan on offense, obviously. But I think you saw more fight and more character than you saw in the bucket game last year when the season was over also. So that in itself, obviously positive. I think you had guys still playing hard. So last year couldn't really say that. So I think just the overall effort was better, which is good. Signed up on defense, you know, linebacker depth was challenged again, but I said it going into the week and going into yesterday that Purdue was going to come out and challenge IU secondary 
They don't care about the previous accolades or how much experience, blah, blah, blah. They were not ready to play. 16 yards per completion, couple pass interferences. I don't know how you let Charlie Jones get that wide open to essentially ice the game. Secondary was not ready to play, and that was pretty much the story of the game. With or without Dexter Williams, I think based on how the secondary played, especially in the second half, you're probably not winning that game. So unfortunate IU outgained a team though. So lots I really did like, especially up front. I thought the offensive line played their best two games of the season the last two weeks, which is good. That's what you want teams to do. Uh, but that's not something we saw last year. So offensive line, I thought for the most part was pretty good. Three sacks from the defensive line was better. I think you brought a little more pressure. You got a little more creative with it. Nice to see Bryant, you know, have a couple sacks and Elliot have a sack in their last games. So that was, that was great, but it was the problem all season long was, was the secondary probably besides the offensive line. It was the most glaring issue for IU and in a game where you knew they were going to come out and throw the ball, just couldn't really overcome that. So O'Connell was 18 to 29, 292 touchdowns, no picks. Rarely any super tight windows, a lot of soft coverage again is what it is. But I thought the running game for IU was really good, Sam. And I think hopefully it seems like Allen kind of realizes now that this is what Bell wants to do. This is what you have to do to win because you did see good things on offense again when Dex was in there, but running game, even when Basilak was in there, I thought was, was pretty good. Yeah. I think you found the recipe uh, for next year. It's a mobile quarterback. We'll see what the injury to Dexter Williams is. Hopefully he could be back for spring practice. Um, Allen said it was not an ACL injury. Uh, I did say it was a knee injury, but I, I don't know. I'm not convinced it was the knee I, I think it's more of a fracture. You don't see people react like that uh, on a knee all that much. Yeah. Um, you in know, maybe. Cast. Yeah, in the air cast. Maybe it's a dislocation. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. It's just speculation. Um, but we'll see if they announce anything. I doubt it. Um, unless Dex wants it out uh, and things like that. It's, you know, to be honest, it's basketball season and football is going to go into hiding like they always do. Uh, and they'll reemerge maybe in the spring. But I thought they found the formula yesterday. Mobile quarterback, move him out of the pocket, um, get Jalen Lucas the ball on the edge because he was unstoppable on the edge. Uh, you, you use Josh Henderson. Sean Shivers had, had his two best games. I, I thought running the ball against uh, Michigan State and Purdue. Yeah, Offensive line I thought played really well. I, and I think that goes to – I don't expect Rod Carey to come back. I think he's, you know, looking for bigger jobs in terms of being a coordinator or a, a head coach again. But just the fact the, – the improvement, and you could throw out Penn State and Ohio State, um, but the improvement in the run game from, you know, Maryland, uh, you throw out Rutgers because that was just an awful game. Uh but from Maryland, more more often than not, the offensive line in the second half of the season, once they made that change, looked improved. And it's not a talent issue. It's not an athleticism issue. It was a coaching issue. 
And, and people have been saying that for two years. And look, I'm not calling Tom Allen blameless in this whole four and eight season. He's not. He held on to Darren Hiller too long. Uh, he, he lost a running back coach probably because of it. Um, and you, you lost some games because of it. And you probably lost a bowl berth because of it. Uh, but, uh, you know, the problems run a lot deeper than, than Tom Allen. And we'll get to that uh, both on this show uh, a little bit and on our season wrap-up. But the formula is there. Mobile quarterback, run the ball. Uh, you saw it if you watched um, the Apple Cup last night. Michael Penix went for the offensive hat trick. Passing touchdown, rushing touchdown, and a receiving That's touchdown. Sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, even though Washington's, I think, 10 and 2, not playing for a Pac 12 championship, I hope they give him some Heisman um, love because he deserves it. But that's, you saw it, and Cam Ward on Washington State on the other side. It, it's, you need that dual threat. I think IU goes to the portal, and you don't need a guy from the FBS. You don't. You need the best mobile player you could get. And if you have to go to the FCS level or maybe um, a Division II level, you go find the guy who can run and throw, bring him in, work him out if you can, and see how it fits. Uh, because I don't see Connor – if Connor Basilak is part of this team next year, one, I don't know what he's doing, and two, I don't know what IU is doing. I know that you have, you have the Athletes' Bill of Rights and all that stuff, but th- there's a way to say, hey – you know, you're not going to be the starter next year. You don't fit our offense, and you're not going to play. So the choice is yours. You could stay, sit on the bench, or you could go and, you know, we'll try and find you someplace to, to go play. But um, I, I think the Connor Basilak experiment needs to be over, and, and you found what works. And I think it sucks that it, it happened so late in the year but you found the winning formula and now it's okay. Now you got to go into the off season, figure out your NIL money, figure out spring practice, who's healthy, who's coming back, um, figure out who's coming in through the portal, figure out recruiting on another year. I mean, it's thankfully they beat Michigan state and you could take around the spittoon, but you know, another four and eight, you know, type of season, uh, tough on recruit. It's, you know, it, it's going to be a long off season, and IU has a lot to cut out. It's not all on the coaches. It's uh, the athletic department has to figure this stuff out too. I don't expect Scott Dolson to make a state of the program uh, announcement uh, unless he's making a coaching change, and I don't think IU fans should want him to. After his performance in August, when he came up, you know, before the football season, and Every other department in in the Big Ten is like, oh, my God, we got all this money. Scott Dolson, yeah, you know, it's kind of already spent. Um, Just no excitement, no pizzazz. I don't know if you put them – unless it's an absolute emergency, I don't think you put them in front of the media. And I honestly don't really care what he has to say. I don't. You know, he's going to say the same old stuff uh, and and things like that, but – We'll get into that next week. Defensively, Alex, you talked on the secondary. I think that's the biggest disappointment of the season. It's a bigger disappointment than the quarterback play, than the offensive line, than Tom Allen. This was the uh, this is the position group that you thought if you, if you could bet the farm on one one position group holding their own, it would probably be the secondary. And 
they got absolutely torched. Absolutely torched. And yeah, yeah Tywin Mullen played better the last few weeks. But yeah, the, the the one guy you couldn't let beat you was Charlie Jones, and he beat you. Now the first play where he went for 58 yards, great block on the offensive line to spring him. Um, and then Jonathan Haynes gets hurt, and you're playing Bryson Bonds. I don't he just gets lost. He's running yeah, free. Still, it kind of looks it, it can't happen. It can't happen. Yeah. Um it, it just it can't happen. You have Jalen Williams getting penalties. I mean one one penalty probably saves the touchdown, but your technique is you're getting beat. That's a sixth year, fifth year senior who is the active leader in interceptions getting burned off the line. So there's a malfunction there. They got to figure that out. Is it coaching? Is, is it talent? Uh, and then I think another big offseason thing is the strength and conditioning program. You got to figure out why these injuries are happening. Dexter Williams is a non-contact injury. I they wouldn't show a replay on in the booth on TV, um, or at least not in the time that I looked up there. I mean, it just looked like he planted, went the wrong way, or went one way, his leg went the other way, and that's just not how your body works. Um, yeah, I don't think, like, deck specifically, I don't think that's a strength and conditioning thing. I think that's just one of those, you know, yeah. broke is something on turf, which we've seen in the NFL and at other places this year. Maybe that's a separate conversation, but a lot of, a lot of big That is a separate conversation. It is a separate I mean, a lot of a lot of the bigger programs have turf, so I don't think necessarily. But you saw Michigan last year lost a couple guys on their turf field. But yeah, I mean, I think you have to look at everything, and we'll get into it more again next week or whenever we you know talk about the season as a whole and the program as a whole. But I think you have to evaluate everything. Brandon Shelby's been at IU for a while, has had lots of great players come through, has recruited really well. Players Total love failures. him too. They do love them too. Total so, failure this year. So, it you know, not what you want, not ideal. Um, I don't know, but yeah, Aaron Wellman, strength and conditioning coach, and the staff in general. I think you have to look at that. I, it's not necessarily the season-ending ones that are concerning, but it's the you it's know, the Matt Holtz are hurt, the Aaron Casey's are hurt, the you know the the lingering week to week things yeah, those are DJ, the things i just can't afford to have we don't have the depth dj yeah, matthews I mean, always in and out things like I mean, that know, you just you doesn't have that depth still to, to overcome those no and not many teams do but i don't remember correct me if i'm wrong i don't remember a year iu doesn't release injury news but there hasn't been like a hamstring injury that lingers and it, it's been it's been like that all year. AJ Barner was banged up. You know he had issues. You know these soft tissue issues that didn't happen under Dave Ballou and and Doctor Ray are popping up again. So they paid Aaron Wellman a lot of money. Um, I don't know if he's been worth it, but it's definitely every aspect of this program from game day operations to parking operations to strength and conditioning to the head coach needs to be evaluated and they need to sit down and they have a week where they can't go out and recruit. You have a week um, where your AD has to sit down with your head coach and you need a vision. Scott Dolson needs a vision for this program and he needs to spell it out. Does he need to spell it out to the public? 
not right now, uh, but you need to sit down with Tom Allen and say, what are we doing? And if you have to ask you the question that is Tom Allen the guy, you, you, you hope there's no hesitation in, in the answer. It's either yes or no. It's not. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it, look, you're not. They're not paying his twenty-five and a half million dollar buyout, so it's a moot point. And we'll go back to those questions that I asked a couple weeks ago. Has the Allen era run its course? Maybe. Um, I, I feel a lot better than I did a couple weeks ago uh, with, with the win over Michigan State, but that that could have been fool's gold too. But. The, the game against Purdue, how you have – and I know people gave me crap about it on Twitter with the cheerleaders wearing black, and it goes deeper. Apparently, there was a contract with the, uh, with Adidas. An uh, order got canceled, and the athletic department just didn't care. Um, but how you put your cheerleaders in black sweatsuits against Purdue or against anybody, black is not an IU color. And that goes on the sideline for, for football coaches as well. Get rid of the black stuff. I, I don't mind having the black trim and the black face masks on the jerseys, but put put the coaching staff in crimson shirts. Put put the cheerleaders in in cream and crimson. They have really nice um, the fleece sweatshirts, quarter zips. It's it's all that little stuff. It's playing the rock and roll music after Purdue scores a touchdown to drown out the the band and the Purdue fans. And IU, I, I guarantee you, IU is going to beat their chest that they had an announced attendance of over fifty thousand people yesterday. And I'll give credit to the students; they showed up. And everybody, um, you know, it was a bad day for for the move the bucket game off the last weekend crowd because um, the students showed up. But there were also about thirty thousand Purdue fans there. And that's – it is what it is. It's a – they had a division title on the line. I use it at the end of a crappy season. Um, it is what it is. But you're, you're playing I love rock and roll right after a Purdue touchdown. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's the little think, things. Yeah, that all, that, all that matters. And – I was at the Northern Northern Illinois versus Akron game earlier in the day yesterday. NIU had a, a crap season, but a lot of those same things. LeBron right? was a kid from Akron. Yeah, they're Akron's bus. They uh, they had a LeBron the LeBron logo and a quote from him on there, so it was kind of interesting. But no affiliation to the school, but or football, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of those things that I think you have to look at. And again, I think we can talk more about it in the off season. And I'd love to kind of hear from some fans so we could do, you know, spaces or live shows or something, but I don't know. It it is what it is. And it it always will be, I feel like. So I'm, I'm bummed they lost. Obviously I always am. Um, But yeah, I think uh, you have to do a total evaluation of everything that football touches. Will they do that? I don't know. But you have to – good programs do that every year. They look at yep. every single thing that goes on with football, with the athletic department, and make make changes and make decisions based on that. And I think – I'm sure they do that, and I'm sure there's meetings after the season with a bunch of different departments and the coaching staff, but you have to you have to do it. And, yeah. and you, you have to have... look at the, 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 the rest of the Big Ten too. You just – you know, Nebraska just hired Matt Rule. Looks like Wisconsin's going to get Luke Fickle. So they upgrading coaches um, and are spending the money. 
So it, it's it, it's you have to look at everything. And I want to go back to the game, Alex, and talk about yeah. the special teams. And Charles Campbell, um, you know, he went through senior day yesterday. He does have a COVID year left. I I, I think he's going to try and test the the uh, pro waters. He's had some really big kicks for IU, but man, the last two weeks. You miss an you miss a field goal against Purdue, and the weather's not that bad. You have two blocked, one against Michigan State, one against Purdue, um, and you know special teams. I I, I don't know. I give them probably a B minus, maybe a C plus. Look, they they had great returns of Jalen Lucas. They got bailed out on that throw, which I yeah, might have dropped wild. my grade to like an F minus. Yeah, I, I get it terrible. though. I, I I get it. They were kicking away from Jalen Lucas. You needed a spark. But man, that was almost a total disaster. You know, hate uh, not Hayden Whitehead. James Evans improved vastly, became a real weapon. But then there were the other things. You had two. You had two pump blocks, three field goal blocks. Uh, you, um, you know, it, it's it, it's uh, penalties on on returns that that didn't help. You have no depth at punt returner. Um, you know, you, you put Connor Delt back there and he had some really, really bad um, reads on punts uh, as well. And then you have the, you know, kickoff guy, you know, you switch between Campbell and Chris Freeman. And Freeman's booted a couple big kicks out of bounds. Uh, it, it just, you know, there were some bright spots, but they're also like, if I, you hits those two field goals you're in a one score game and and then who knows yeah probably shouldn't have even kicked those anyway but different you know you know i use going to struggle especially with the drastic difference in the quarterback you know style and play when dexter got hurt you need to get touchdowns and you know you're not going to get down there a ton probably should have gone for it i think one of them's like a fourth and three but i don't know the change on offense i liked even when basilac was in there they slowed down which i thought was good and you could see that immediately kind of make positive impacts they did it against michigan state too so again i talked about it when we declared the season over or whatever before halloween which sucks the thing that i wanted and was like banging the drum for was i want to see a heartbeat on the coaching staff and an ability to decipher what's not working and make changes. I think they did that. I think I saw, especially on offense, I I saw clear changes to scheme, personnel, tempo. I think all of those things were good. And again, I think those are things as you get into spring ball and, you know, fall camp, I think the roster will go through a lot of changes. And I think that's going to be, not an IU thing, but I think anybody that doesn't have a, a superb season, I think your roster is going to go through tons of change. So yep. when IU inevitably loses guys to the portal, probably starting like this coming week, all the for next week, I guess after the dead period, but you know, you're going to hear all the fans, Oh my God, you know, the season's over. You got to, you, you got to fire Allen. I can't believe we're losing guys to the portal. That's going to happen everywhere. So the same guy you get then from a different power five school that you're all excited about because he has untapped potential or he didn't have a fair shot at whatever school he was at. That's the same thing that those fans are saying from the school. He just left that the yeah. sky is falling. I can't believe we lost that guy. It's going to yeah. happen. So are there guys that you 
probably can't lose from an optics, a production, and a health of the program standpoint. Yeah. And I think you know who those two are, and there's a couple true freshmen you really want to keep. Hopefully the new NIL fund helps do that. And again, we'll talk more about the roster and stuff next week because we want to keep this kind of game specific. But yeah, I mean, there were things I liked in the closing stretch of the season, despite ending four and eight, that I think are good, that I think you can build upon. But there are some glaring weaknesses, flaws, whatever you want to call it, that are recurring and have been recurring even when IU had some good seasons under Tom Allen. And I think complacency in college football is killer. You have to look at everything. And I think you have to look at the entire coaching staff this offseason and maybe make some tough decisions. I know you had a lot of new coaches. Paul Randolph was new on the defensive line. Chad Wilt, obviously, D coordinator slash linebackers. Uh, Aaron Adam Henry wide receiver and then Craig Johnson running back but that back end of the defense man was bad this year was really bad and heading into the season you'd already said it but you felt like that was the group that you could rely on that you knew would show up play solid football every week give you a chance to win just didn't happen so yeah that that was shocking to me. I think that was probably the most disappointing part of the season, obviously, besides not, you know, winning more than four games. But again, yesterday, just soft coverage, missed assignments, getting crossed up on deep post routes, just things like that, not taking the ball away again. Just the same things that have been happening all year for such an experienced group, really troubling. So tough. I don't know. So otherwise on defense, I thought the tackling did improve later in the season. Alan, I think mentioned a couple times that they were going to start being more physical in practice and actually tackling instead of just tackling the dummies or pads or whatever. I think that improved. Your run defense was really good yesterday. You held them to under 100 yards, or I guess a little over 100 yards, not counting sacks. But I thought that was good. Just the inability to – and you watch some of these other games. Like I was watching USC-Notre Dame, and then I watched the Apple Cup too. And I've said it all year. IU – and it changed a little bit with Dexter, so I'll kind of come back around on this, but – I use inability, especially on offense, to have easy plays or say when I need five yards or I need a first down or I need a big play in the red zone, this is kind of our identity or this is what we're going to run or this is who we're going to target. IU did not have that all season on offense. And if you want to win games, there are so many easy plays in college football that you just have to have and count on. IU didn't really have any of those all season. There were some with Cam Camper early in the season, but an inability again this season to kind of have, yep, okay, I know if we need a first down, you know, these three plays always work for us. This guy always gets it to there for us. That's tough, and it, it's tough to win games like that, and it was an issue all season again, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it, it's you, you saw Purdue do it with Payne Durham. Basically, just go run five yards, turn around, and Aiden Aiden O'Connell will hit you with the ball. And, you know, it's either a five-yard gain if they're playing tight or a a 10-yard gain, and they got multiple first downs like that. 
to to me, it's I don't feel as bad as last year. Last year was, I mean, I I didn't want to talk football for like six months, but you know, you saw improvement, and yet there, I know people are going to do mental gymnastics about you know that they're four and eight and two and seven and no bowl again this year. You doubled your win total from 2021. You won two conference games. You won a rivalry game. And you know what? You were pretty competitive down the stretch, which they weren't in 2021. 21-21 team mailed it in. If that had happened again this year, yeah, we're sitting here going, somebody better pony up the $25.5 because this thing is over. Um, I think there's some things to build upon. Like you said, the portal is going to be huge. Uh, you know, I, I've already seen people going through the schedule for next year, predicting wins and losses. Worthless. It, it's a waste yeah. of your time. You have no yeah. idea who's coming back. You have no idea what Dexter Williams' injury status is, if he'll be back for spring practice, because that will be huge. And this is what happened, or I thought, um, you know, Michael Penix lost a little bit. Every offseason, he was hurt, you know, whether it be an ACL, two ACLs, a shoulder. Um, things like that, he was hurt. And those are super important reps. And he was hurt for bowl practices too. And it really stunts your development. So this would be, you know, the second, uh, you know, the second spring practice that Dexter Williams misses because of injury, if it's that kind of catastrophic injury. And, and you know, maybe he gets passed up by um, Brandon Soresby. Maybe he gets passed up by um, – uh, Brock Lowry, if he's in for spring, it's just you have no idea what's going to happen in this this program 24 hours after the Purdue game because the schedule came out. Um, yeah, and that goes the same with the other teams you're going to play. Again, yeah. the roster turnover every year, year to year, is going to be huge. So the positives looking ahead to next year, non-conference, maybe not as bad. I hate that Louisville game. I don't in like it either. We, we talk about it every year, but would have been a different season had you have played Akron instead of Cincinnati. Yep. But I don't know. You open with Ohio State, which sucks, but it's also a good measuring stick. Ohio State will look probably very different next year. I don't know. And everyone's already, you know, all Dexter, Dexter, Dexter. Look, I think – what you saw from Dexter Williams was good and you could see the flashes. I mean, the dude didn't really throw the ball. We don't really know what we have. No, which is regardless of the injury, who's IU is going to, IU is going to hit the portal hard anyway, probably for a quarterback, regardless of the Dexter Williams injury. I think now you can literally show a guy, this is the system we wanted to run. You can see how it would work. Here are the keys go nuts. So everyone's like, Oh, we, you know, obviously you want everyone to stay healthy. Unfortunately, not a part of football, which it was, but IU was going to be portal shopping for a dual threat quarterback anyway, to challenge Dexter Williams, Soresby, Brock Lowry, whoever. Yep. Now I think you potentially put yourself in a better position to get a bigger name, more talented guy that's the unfortunate part, you know, with the injury, but you could say, Hey, we're going to have a guy that's not practicing all spring or fall potentially again, potentially just totally speculating, but maybe that helps you land a better quarterback who knows. But I think 
the system looked better. I think you could see why Tom Allen liked Walt Bell and wanted Walt Bell. I think he kind of calmed a lot of people's frustrations and nerves after they made the switch to a mobile quarterback. I think you people could see it, right? You can see this is kind of the vision. A lot of the depends running on the people, but yes. Well, yeah, but you could see the running game open up. You could see different things. You could see the flashes and the potential for like, yeah, this, this offense could be fine. Yeah, this offense could, plan you could win six was games great. with this. The, the game plan was great, and that's what you envision. This is why I was shocked that Connor Basilek was like the, the unanimous starter because you have Jack Tuttle who could run. And I know they, whatever, Basilek's yeah, arm. Yeah, but you're not – that was my thing. Like, Tuttle can run. You're not running 15 times a game with Tuttle, though. Like, that triple option to Lucas yesterday, Jack Tuttle's not running that play. No, no. shot. Like, but, uh, he's know, a little he's... bit more mobile, sure, but I don't know. No, the, the fact that he didn't get a shot before Penn State is, you know, that's another head-scratcher. And, and, you know, some people say, well, Basilak's arm's better. Great. So, he could throw it into the 15th throw of the stands instead of the, the fifth throw. Um, he, he's inaccurate, and I thought the Cincinnati game broke him. Uh, you know, he, he just wasn't the same after that. He's gun-shy backing out of the pocket. Um, it, but, yeah, it, it's you're not going to a bowl game. You had, like, a 1% shot if you beat Purdue to, to go to a bowl. You needed a lot of teams to lose. Uh, and you're 46 in the APR. Anyway, let's let's see. You had faith in Brandon Sorsby to be the backup against Penn State. Let's let's see what the kids got. You know that that's the only thing that really, outside of losing to Purdue and having to have Purdue fans all down in Indy this week for the Big Ten championship game, that really, you know, what is the most upsetting part was roll with Sorsby, just. Roll with him because Basilak's done. As you said, yeah. this, the, the the game was done. The season. Well, I done. get it when it was close going with Basilak. I I get that, and I'll defend that. I think they looked yeah, okay. mid drive. Mid drive. At the end of the game, you got to go with Sorsby. The game's over. Don't run Basilak out there. He almost like self took a safety. Like what the hell was that? But yeah, or right when Dex got hurt, yeah, I think you go with Bazelak, and I think that was fine. He looked okay. Yeah, you, he didn't you go to, to halftime, and then you yeah. say, okay, we're get Brandon ready, get get into the locker room, um, and you know, get your quarterbacks coach or, or whoever, whatever assistants down on the side, get Brandon ready for the second half. We get the ball if we could, you know. I thought it was smart. IU, you know. Ran the ball there in the to end the second quarter. You get the ball, and maybe you bring Sorsby out and, and you score and you go up, you know, ten three or fourteen three, and it's a whole different ball game. I just don't like playing a guy who's been looked mentally checked out from this team for a month. Uh, you know, who didn't play against Penn State because of various reasons, but could play against Ohio State the next week. Um, it just that that just rubs me the wrong way. Uh, and, yeah, I'd rather lose with the young guys than, you know, lose. Obviously, I'd rather win, but I'd rather lose with the young guys than maybe have a potential at keeping it close in a loss with, with Basilak. And that just wasn't the case. His throws are, again, off target. Um, 
you know, it just not non-competitive. They got lucky and bailed out a couple times on pass interference balls. But again, non-competitive throws. There was throws where guys were open and he bounced them or airmailed them or, you know, did everything but throw it to the receiver. So disappointing loss to Purdue. Sucks that they won the West Division. But guess what? The West Division sucks. Um, maybe that'll change with some coaching talent infusion with Matt Rule and, and Luke Fickle, Luke Fickle going to Wisconsin, but divisions will be gone here in the next year or two. So we'll see. It's, it's up to Indiana to, to catch up and get a lay of the land and, and see what's going on and, and figure it out. But we'll get into that next week. Alex, final thoughts on the bucket game. Yeah, two two years in a row now they they blew your doors off. So say what you want about the injury, the score, whatever, but the inability to have depth to overcome those things has been a troubling issue during the Tom Allen era. It stinks. And I said it before the season, I think. A lot of people might be mad at me, but I would kill for what Purdue has. Incredibly stable, clear identity, good fan support, solid roster. And boom, Great they fan go eight, support. eight and four. They go eight and four, win the West, and go to Indy. So they beat everyone saying, oh, the West sucks. The West sucks. They beat Maryland. They beat Nebraska. So we didn't do that. And they're eight and four and going to Indy at least, and then probably a nice bowl game. So I said that they have a clear identity that Jeff Brom does not deviate from. That yep. helps you recruit a roster that you know is going to have depth because you know exactly what you're running and what you want to run and not changing, not changing defenses, not changing your offense with different quarterbacks. They're so stable. So I think IU has a lot to learn from our, our northerly neighbors, but sucks. It was nice to see Brian Fitzgerald, Lance Bryant, Demarcus Elliott have nice games. Those guys were awesome and they had awesome moments for IU so regardless of the last two years, I think most of the seniors leaving, I'm going to choose to remember, you know, their big plays and their big wins because there were a lot of really good wins for that class. Remember, Brian Fitzgerald was pretty highly recruited and then had to sit out his first year because of that eligibility issue. And then yeah, another, he, he went on to have a heck of a career. He, went, he had a heck of a career. So, um Obviously, we'll miss the seniors. We'll, you know, we appreciate them choosing IU and and giving us their blood, sweat, and tears and all their time and effort and energy. But yeah, I think now you go into another pretty critical off season where you're going to have tons of new faces coming from tons of new places. I think that's good, though. I think that's exciting, and I think complacency for IU this off season would be really, really boneheaded. I think you have to look at everything. You have to evaluate everything. You have to ask yourself why we won six games in the last two years combined and why four of those were Idaho and Western Kentucky. So I think you have to look at that. And you were a couple plays away from like being two and 10 again. You were probably a couple plays away from winning six or seven games, which is crazy to even think about. But Life in the Power Five is is pretty much on the margins all the time. IU has been on the, the losing end of the margin quite a bit lately. So it's time to kind of evaluate what you can do to get that extra yard, to add that extra pound, to add that 
you know, extra play in the playbook. It's time for IU to, to look at everything top to bottom roster scheme, coaching staff, how they practice, when they practice, all those kinds of things. I think it's, it's, it's imperative that they kind of look at all of that because it's probably now a, a make or break year for coach. So you go into a year buyout or not, I think you have a long off season now and people are going to expect this team to look and play a lot differently next year. So I don't think yep. you can say anymore that, Oh, I had to make a coaching change or I knew that didn't work. It's what it would be year seven next year. Yes. Y you have experience running a program now and it's time to win again. You had two really good seasons. It's, it's time to, to put up or shut up next year. So I think that'll be kind of the theme of the off season. I like all the stuff he does with the one word and all that, but if you don't win, it's bullshit. Nobody cares. So you gotta look at everything that you do and you have to win. So from now until September, whatever, that should be the, the main focus. Hopefully it is. But IU has a lot of work to do to reshape the roster, reshape the coaching staff, and form some sort of identity because I think they lost what made them great in 19 and 20. So we'll see. Yeah, the biggest move uh, in the offseason to me right now is who you hire as offensive line coach because clearly that made a difference. Um, who well, you I go you hire. A, I think you need a portal quarterback, but – Yes, I think those things will go hand in hand. Obviously. Yeah, I, I think right now the the biggest thing is because you could it's the end of the season you could contact agents and all that stuff. Number one priority for me right now is uh, hiring your offensive line coach, mm -hmm. making it a quality hire. Hopefully, your athletic director says, "What do you need to get a quality offensive line coach?" Not you know, here's 500 grand, go get whoever you could get, which I wouldn't be shocked if Scott Dolson did, but go get a quality offensive line coach. Go look at, at you know, some of these, uh, you know, group of five level um, staffs who have good offensive lines. Uh, maybe some of these staffs who got fired. Uh, yeah. Stanford. I think just backtracking, like, I don't think you get, I don't think he gives him a set. Here's your offensive line coach budget. I'm sure. Allen gets to choose, here's your your pool for assistance, spend it how you need to. But he, if you don't want to pay the buyout next year, you need to increase that pool. You have to attract guys. So if you don't want to pay the $20 million or whatever it'll be next year, probably it's probably smart to throw $2 million more into the assistant coaching pool. Yeah, go look at your offensive line coaches at Stanford. Uh, David Shaw just resigned there. Um you know, some some of these other places. Uh, you know, Stanford's known for having having had good offensive lines in the past, and and go do that. Then yeah, you got to go hit the transfer portal. Hopefully, you have the NIL money for that. But yet, no stone goes unturned this off season. Whatever you need to do, I don't. I don't have the same sentiment as you. As next year is, they're they're absolutely going to pay the twenty million dollar buyout if they have another four and eight type of year. Um, but yeah, you got to win. It's, it's time again. It's, you got to get back on track and you schedule. Did you no favors opening with Ohio state? 
and, and then you did yourself no favors with with scheduling Louisville and Indianapolis uh, and, and things like that. But again, you get Rutgers at home. You're going on to Maryland, who's probably going to look very different uh, for, from from this year. Uh, Michigan State comes in. Their program is kind of reeling, uh, maybe. And, you know, you're right there. You, you finished. I, I know people think it's another disaster year, but you did take a step forward. You finished sixth in the Big Ten East. You were one win away from finishing fifth in the Big Ten East. You're, um, you know, a, a one-score, two one-score games against Rutgers and Maryland uh, from from – from, you know, getting two more wins, uh, you, you know, a Nebraska team that you probably should have beat too. So I, I know fans are going to kill me for it and, and for moral victories. You're, you're close, but you're also yeah, far I would away. say my argument to that would be – You're close, but you're, you're not that close. You're maybe a, you know, questionable touchdown call against Illinois away from losing that game. Oh yeah, Western Kentucky yeah, doesn't throw a pick. You be... lose that game. Wish yeah, Michigan we're... State gave basically gave you that game, missing that field goal. So I mean, you're a couple plays away from maybe two one ten two. Yeah, I mean, look, going into the season, you know, we we talked about this team could go anywhere from two wins to eight wins, and they fell right smack in the middle with four wins. Um, but you need to you need to take a look at every aspect of this program from. Uh, you know, communicating on the field, getting plays in. What kind, like you said, what kind of style of offense? What kind of style of defense does Tom Allen give up play calling again and and give it to Chad Wilt, like he did with Kane Womack that worked very well. There's a lot of things that need to happen um, that you need to look at on this coaching staff. And listen, he's not going anywhere. I I would be shocked, shocked. If Tom Allen, if, if Scott Dolson calls a press conference in the next week or two and says, hey, we bought out Tom Allen. Shocked. So in that regard, IU is stable there. You go out and you can tell recruits, I'm here next year. We're going to be here next year. What do we need to do to get you here? Uh, you have to do a better job at identifying talent, evaluating it, and then developing it. Uh, because that's where the regression has happened. And most, uh, you know, most visually in the secondary. So, yeah, like you said, do you change your practice times? Do you change your your practice structure? Do you go, look, th this team has taken the foot off the gas a little bit and being physical didn't help with injuries. Okay. So th there's no, you know, causality there. Go back to being physical. Um, and maybe it doesn't take you eight weeks to, to realize that and things like that. There is a lot of learning moments a lot of learning moments. Now it may have taken the staff way too long to learn those things. Year six can't have yep. it, but hopefully they figured it out. You know, you figured out at the end of the season, you needed a mobile quarterback. You figured out at the end of the season, we need to tackle more in practice. So take those things that you learned. You have a year seven um, and, and use it because your margin for error, your length, your leash, your allowance, is going down. I don't. I don't think they buy them out after the the twenty twenty three season. I and maybe the twenty twenty four season, unless something crazy happens. You can't. Um, you can't be sputtering into the new Big Ten. 
you can't no, do it. You, you, you can't, but I also don't see them spending that money. That's the problem. It's not yeah, that we'll see. I, I don't know. I'm just saying going into year seven, it's going to, oh, yeah. the you, defense you is going to look when you think about the roster. And again, I don't, I'm trying to keep this more bucket game specific, but it's hard, hard to do that. Yep. When you look at the roster, the defense especially is going to look so different and be so young next year. Yep. You have to if if you believe in the LEO and you believe in your identity and your coaching staff, you really got to lean on it because yep. it is going to be a very different team next year and maybe that's good, right? 6 wins total the last 2 years, maybe that's a good thing. But you're going into year 7, the noise is pretty loud and it's not unwarranted if you believe in your identity and what you're doing you have to 100 percent fall back on it and you can't you can't have two quarterback systems you can't trust a coach and then get rid of him halfway through the season you have to be 100 percent committed to every decision you're going to make this off season because everything should look different next year the roster is going to look very different so yep. you have to fall back on what you believe in. So that's all I'll say. I think it's going to be a fascinating off season. I think new faces will be good, both in the coaching staff and on the roster. But yeah, it's, it's Ohio State home in what, nine months. You, you got to be ready. 10 yep. months, better be ready. Yep. All right, we'll do our after the dust settles on the season. Uh, Later this week, we'll look to have Andy Graham and uh, maybe Matt Weaver on as well. Alex, thanks for joining us all season on after the dust settles. I think this was a valued addition to the Hoosier Huddle content um, output. Uh, Thank you, fans, for joining us after every game, uh, win, lose, or draw. And uh, you keep following us in the offseason, HoosierHuddle.com, on Twitter, while it still exists, at Hoosier underscore huddle. Um, Follow us on Facebook as well and Instagram at Hoosier underscore huddle. Uh, Have a great holiday week, uh, holiday weekend, end of the weekend. We'll get back with you next week and uh, enjoy bowl season if you can. Uh, You know, we'll we'll root on our uh, IU winter teams, all of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get back to you in the, in the spring with, uh, hopefully updates from spring practice. So that does it for our final after the dust settles of a uh, game of the season. I uh, will talk in next week about the program overview.